I like In it. this episode of Honest, Hardworking, True, we talk about how to get free beer by writing a book, the importance of community and friendship, and how to get free shrink wrapping. And we're going to be talking to Matt Jansen, author and photographer of the new book, State of Craft Beer. Alongside him, Chris Walker, creative director on the project. Recorded from Keystone Click. This is Honest, Hardworking, True. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another exciting episode of Honest, Hardworking, True. We're here at Keystone Click with Matt Jansen, author and photographer of the new book, State of Craft Beer. And alongside him is his, <laughs> and alongside him is his uh, trusty partner, Chris Walker, creative director on the project. Ooh, all at once? Oh, yeah. Oh. oh. Now, Matt, what beer did you bring along for us to sample? Uh, this beer is not out on the market yet, but it is the first run Ooh. of cans for Raised Grain Brewing Company out Ooh. of Waukesha. It's their uh, North American Brewers Association 2016 gold medal. Uh, what do we got here? An Imperial Red Ale. I'm waiting for him to finish so, reading so I can try it. <laughs> yeah. A great lunch beer, 8.7%. Mm-hmm. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're not going to want to take naps after this. I have to operate heavy machinery today. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, you knew that going in. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know about the 8.7. <laughs> but, you guys, thanks for showing up here thanks today. For us. It's exciting to talk to some of our, our close friends, even though Wiz and Matt just met. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. Well, but, I mean, now they're close. That's just how Wiz is. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool to call you Wiz now, right? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Sweet. Sweet. So my first question is, uh, you guys wrote a book to get like free limited releases of beer? Uh, that, was, that was pretty much the uh, impetus behind the entire project. What was your beer budget before the book? Uh, I don't know. It just ran on. Well, he had to have a full-time job in order to afford it. So yeah. you quit the full-time job, you do the book, then you get the beer. Then you get the beer. Yep. Yeah. So let's talk about where the kind of the, the idea and the impetus of the book kind of came out. And what were you doing at the time that you thought of the book? Um, all right. So how I got into craft beer was back in 2011 at an ad workers event oh. down in the uh, bowling alley that is known as Landmark Lanes. And mm-hmm. um, Tony Seaman from Zizzo. Tony. Tony. Was the partner okay, at Tony. Noise where I was interning at. And I was an unpaid intern. But I was getting paid with happy hours. And I was just like. Yeah, I'll take whatever you guys got. I'm drinking for volume. And (laughs) Tony's like, hey, what can I get you, Matt? And I'm like, whatever you're getting. And he came back to me with this beer that just, like, blew me away uh, because I smelled it first, and that was new. Um, And then I tasted it, and it had taste, and that was also new. Um, So then I went home and started researching uh, this thing called craft beer. So I started going out and learning more about the beer by going to liquor stores and out of state to Chicago to get beers that weren't being distributed up here. And what was the question? Oh, the book. The book. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like five years later, there were 5,300 breweries in the nation, like 3,000 breweries opened over the course of five years. Uh, I just needed to get a firsthand account of it. And I wasn't really enjoying what I was doing. Which um, was? Working in the advertising. Oh, come on. Um, well, <laughs> it's kind of advertising, of. but very specific. I went in-house, essentially. <laughs> okay. Um, I was very um, kind of not interested in writing for banks and nonprofits. And whatever client came in the door, I wanted to pick something that I was passionate about from like an industry standard. So that's why I decided to leave uh, and go out and maybe find a job that I could do 
in the craft beer industry, and that was under the guise of taking photos for a directory that I was kind of working on at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the directory kind of went poo-poo. And, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then I had all these photos, and I kind of kept going, and I didn't know when to stop, so I kept taking photos. And uh, the natural use for those was maybe create a book. So, so how long is the time period of these photos that how long did it take to take all these photos? Uh, so I was taking photos on off days of work. Yeah. Um, and like the first day that I took off of work or that we had off was April of 2015. And then I quit my job in August of 2015. Um, and then the book was released in May of 2017. So I say about two years. And for, do you think that, I mean, were you always a pretty good photographer or did your skills kind of increase as you started getting more content for the Yeah, um, I thought I was okay with framing up shots. Maybe not um, the quickest on the wheels to get into the settings that I needed. Yeah. Um, but that definitely came with a lot of practice and uh, places that I went to to take photos. But... Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't say I was a professional, but I was in these environments where people weren't really seeing breweries um, in a working aspect. But everyone does these brewery tours, and they give these tours during the end of the day when nobody's working and the equipment's all shiny. Um, I was going through when people were working and uh, capturing the actual work that goes behind it. So I knew it wasn't necessarily about the photography entirely. It was more about the story um, and the hard work and the passion of these brewers. And there's certainly a lot of beautiful photography. We have some vignettes. We have collages. We have some full bleed photographs in this (laughs) book, which is available right now for how much? $45 at stateofcraft.beer. And guys, I, I mean, we'll we'll get back to the CTAs at the end. I want you to know this isn't a bullshit <laughs> book. This is bound beautifully. This is laid out incredibly. And Amazing. maybe that's how we get into Chris Walker's mm-hmm. role in this uh, little project here. Chris, yeah. how did you come into Matt's life? Well, as Matt had just said, the idea for the book started as not a book at all, but a directory. Like, you wanted to have an online directory of breweries that had good photography and just more information about each of them. Basically, I was trying to create a position where I could go to breweries and take photos. That's what I wanted to do. Right. Um, (laughs) And the directories at the time were not very aesthetic or user-friendly. I thought I could bring that to it, but the more you push along with that, the more you realize you're competing against other directories that are actually putting dollars in promoting and yeah. right. starting from ground zero and I don't know how to develop a website. I know people <laughs> that do, but it's kinda hard to like talk someone into forty thousand development yeah. forty thousand dollar development project it, for it, free. It was a very much a a grassroots kind of a thing. If, is grassroots a thing still? I think so. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's coming back. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, and so Matt and I to give a quick history, I had been working with uh, Nick Krusik at the time. Shout out Nick Krusik. Nick. GMR Marketing. Uh, Congratulations he, he, on your engagement. Yeah, Nick and Laura. <laughs> he also... He also I'm watching their dog next week. <laughs> Shout out Finley. I love that dog. He, he also played a big role in the fact that Matt uses camera a lot for a lot of the photography. Yeah, and I didn't just own a super camera support. for the entire project. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> Nick was also awesome. a, a very integral part in making it happen. Uh, and Laura, too. She was good at managing things. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, anyway, uh, I was working with Nick at the time. 
and that's how I got introduced to Matt, and then we started playing AdWorkers softball together. So just to shout out AdWorkers Woo! for like yeah. bringing people together, like that's how Matt and I met, and uh, we just became close friends. And it was when the summer of 2015 that you were starting to go take pictures at places, and I think yeah. one of the first places was the Valley Ridge. Uh, it was a hop farm. Yeah, it was a, a hop farm, and so he wanted to look legit, and was like, "Hey, I need a logo." Uh, Adam Pryor at Clunk Supply. Shout out Adam Pryor. Sorry about all the shout outs. <laughs> no, more <laughs> shout outs. Overkill. <laughs> Manifesto, uh, right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, that's not where the letterpress stuff is printed. Right. It's but printed shout in out. his basement, and it's legit to the extreme. Super legit, yeah. 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 Does an awesome job. Yeah. So uh, he was like, Adam's waiting for me to do these cards. What do you got? Craft paper cards there? Oh, well, those are the ends of Ooh. them. Dude, these oh, are legit. These are beautiful. They're the uh, describe them to um, so <laughs> three hundred and thirty pound Nina paper. Oh, so, Nina! so basically, I had a weekend to uh, design uh, a, logo. a week, yeah. and a weekend to design the logo. And we, you can design a logo in a weekend, Chris. <laughs> not, this for is you, not for you. <laughs> <laughs> not for Dandy. <laughs> That's a much longer and more intense <laughs> process. Crying, yelling. <laughs> Uh, all good things. Yes. Um, then all of a sudden he's off on this tour of Wisconsin for a year. And, uh, you know, we have been checking in now and then, um, put together like shirt design or, or mm-hmm. and, like artwork for, for pint glasses and everything coasters. In, the, in the interim. Yeah. yeah. Coasters. And when he returned from getting all these photos and said, Hey, I think I have everything. Let's make a book. <laughs> Once that got done. Matt said, all right, I got 10,000 photos. Let's take 30. a week. Yeah, 30,000 photos, whatever, an excessive amount. Let's take a weekend and let's take a weekend. A weekend. And go you design a logo let's in a weekend. Let's just go through them yeah. in a weekend. And we, I, I want to say quickly, but it wasn't that quickly, realized, like, what the fuck have we gotten ourselves into? Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Is, that, is that kosher? Yeah, you can say yeah, that. Okay. Uh, I usually say what, that the best thing I did in creating a book was finding someone to help me do it that had also never done a book because yeah. had Chris known he would have quit before we even started. <laughs> I mean, it, there were definitely points where like, God, this is a shit show, you know? But even though saying that, it was always fun. Well, did those places also give you kind of a sounding board? You know, we're thinking about doing this in this direction or composition this way. Do you know, did that uh, give you any type of insight? Chris and of I like, would fight about every single yeah. element. Yeah. On you every guys fight page. too? That's yeah. great. Yeah. And yeah. how it works with the page before and how it works after and well and it's funny because the way that it started was Matt having all these photos us going through and him having a general outline in his mind of like hey we're going to start with the early morning and end with like somebody drinking a beer so I mean we kind of reverse engineered it in the sense that no text was written really until things were designed so you know we had a test print of the book made in, what when was that uh, like December. Yeah, like you got one copy made to go to use as primarily a sales tool, which is the most expensive copy. Out yeah, there. because they're you know they're printing one <laughs> right giant book that's bound, and that was two hundred fifty six pages, and that made us realize we need to add more right to help with the story. And you don't just add one page when you're printing a book; you have to do them in like multiples of sixteen right. based on how they fold them. Right. So, so it was a struggle. Is that the summary? <laughs> I mean, it, I wouldn't say it was a struggle. I would say it was a challenging learning experience. Ooh. And, like, I think both of us came out a lot better from it because... Yeah, if there's book number two, 
we are going to approach. Oh yeah, I mean, at this point, it's kind of like how could we like need to do another book because we ironed out a lot of the kinks. Sure. Like, how, yeah. we figured out. Okay, how do you make a book? <laughs> right. Um, and and now that we have that knowledge, it would serve us really well because we could probably do it in you know two thirds the time or, mm-hmm. or whatever that it took us to do this one. Um, but Matt, you know, we, there's been a lot of talk about the relationships that you kind of developed throughout this process and kind of going through. You know, there's a lot of great kind of compositions. Um, what was it like to kind of go in and make that initial pitch saying, hey, would you let me come in for a day, a couple days? Yeah, so I started uh, setting up the logistics of trips based on when breweries were working. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would reach out about two weeks ahead of time and just sure. say, hey, I'm working on a book, even though I wasn't necessarily right off the beginning. Right. That was a nice way to like get in the door. Yeah. Very easy. And then I would show up and they're like, oh, so you're doing a book? I'm like, well, I'm thinking about it. Uh, <laughs> then they're like, introducing me to the next person at the brewery. Hey, this is Matt. He's going to take photos of you for a book he's working on. I'm like, all right, well, also, I'm doing a book. But Whenever um, you were first starting the idea of the book, you hadn't been thinking about, like, you were just like, the end result is a book. But there wasn't any kind of, like, pathway or to timeline, that or yeah. timeline to it. It's just like, you're going there being like, yeah, it's a book. It's going to be a book. Like, just yeah. as, like, a credentials, in a way, to be shooting photos. Well, even it. if it doesn't turn into a book, there's no downside for them. Right. To just be like, no, we don't want you taking photos unless it turns into well, a book. Well, some people, I mean, I guess some of them kind of had the tone of, like, oh, well, we've had people take photos in here before and share them, and, like, it's not, it hasn't been cool with us, uh, you know? Because they're yeah, super Yeah, no, it was, it was very much about saying, if you're worried at all about what I'm doing, um... I will share them all with you. We sure, can right, go through. But brewing is not a very uh, secretive process. It's been going on for right. many hundreds of years. Yeah. Um, but I guess the focus was to catch people working or mm-hmm. the the actual um, effort behind the beer. And maybe that's not always people twisting uh, fermenters shut, but um, just showing like a spread of boots or like – the human element to sure. it because I mean where the where the directory was kind of headed uh, and then the Facebook page and where the book eventually like kind of nailed what I was going for was um, you have a lot of people that don't drink craft beer and they're kind of turned off by it before they even try one because right. there's this hoity-toity kind yeah, of attitude yeah, you about have it people talking about the ingredients and projecting like these specific ingredients on the label, whereas people that have never drank it before don't care about what the ingredients are. They just want to find something they relate with. That's why people drink High Life or Pabst. They mm-hmm. had their dad drink Pabst, and they relate with it. So um, I, I think, like, most of the effort on my end was to try and uh, strip away the pretentiousness of craft beer mm-hmm. and show that there's hardworking people in the industry doing something that they're passionate about and that they're in your community as well. Uh, and so when you spend a dollar on craft beer, that's more likely to stay in your community and recirculate throughout uh, the economy, whereas spending a dollar on Bush Light leaves the state for sure, but also the nation because they're owned by AB InBev, which is a Belgian right. company. So the book was entirely published within Wisconsin. The paper, the um, printing, the binding – uh, the boxes that they come in, everything was made in the state, and awesome. So um, you kept things local, and that's great. Everyone's on board with that. 
on the financial side, is it really more expensive? Oh, yes. <laughs> Remember yeah. when we were talking about his beer budget? How he quit his job his beer budget? His beer budget was funded with borrowing money from credit places. <laughs> yeah, I have like five credit cards. Um, it is by far more expensive to produce in the state or even in the U.S. than it is to get it produced in China even after you ship it halfway around the world, which is insane. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like, the idea of, like, sending this project to China didn't make sense from, like, an ethical standpoint because Mm -hmm. I'm trying to bring to light the community impact of craft beer. And then I go and get this printed in China. Like, that's not... (laughs) Right. Right. Do do these companies, do you think that they know that? Or is it never really part of the conversation? It's like, oh, this guy is really sticking his neck out here for us. Who? Like, any sort of I think there are, anyone who works on the book, you know, because oh, you're doing everything local. Uh, yeah, obviously, like not every day does someone come through and say, "I'm going to self-publish a book and use you as my printer," yeah. um, or like the bindery was an example. So they were very proud that I decided to keep it in the state, and also it turned out to be pretty gorgeous. Um, so they were very proud of the project just in general. Right. And uh, they really got behind it, and that kind of paid off um, even the local aspect. Um, Rindell Bindery up in Germantown is one of the last binderies in the Midwest. So I had to use them. Um, not that I didn't want to. They do very high quality and everything, but I gave them the money uh, to do the binding, and then the books rolled off the line, and they're like, oh, we should shrink wrap these to protect them in the boxes. And I'm like, well, I just spent all my money on production. Like, <laughs> I, have, I have nothing. And he came back to me, the owner, and was just, you know, we're really proud and uh, glad that you did this with us. We're just going to throw that in for you. So they shrunk wrap 5,000 books for me. Wow. For free. Well, their business model is not helping folks like you, I'm sure. Generally. Right. Yeah. You know, so yeah. that's really nice to that. They well, can... I mean, it's it's probably in the same vein where you get the kind of a nonprofit project where you can. Not nonprofit. Well, I mean, it is right now, but. Matt will be no, taking no, a cut of your book. I'm saying in, in the traditional advertising sense where you can have a little more ability to kind of be more creative and run a little bit more wild on stuff. So it's probably from that guy, you know, to. To Ryan's point of just the same thing over and over, they get something that's kind of different and unique. And, you know, it's like this is a cool thing that we can kind of show. And I worked on this and it's all local and that kind of stuff. Plus, I was – because it was in Wisconsin, uh, to a detriment on their end, uh, I was able to make it to all these processes. And I was just hanging out all day, like watching everything going, like (laughs) asking all these questions, taking photos and – um, yeah, so what are you doing now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they the could not shake me. And then, like you were saying before, Matt, uh, all of these these entities that were a part of it were super stoked on the project. So, like, that just made us feel even better that, like, this bindery or and, and like, printing company that's mm-hmm. doing stuff on a massive scale is, like, singling us out and being like, you guys are, are doing something really cool here. Yeah. Um, and, and we're really proud of being involved on it. Like, that just made us feel even better about it. How would your level of stokedness <laughs> change? I'm stoked right now. Stoked right well, We're all stoked. We're all of us. <laughs> a, a, a pinkish hue to our face yeah. from drinking the spirit. But how, how would your level of stokedness be affected? Were Matt a very bad photographer, which he is not, how would that have been for you to go through all these photos and be like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, Chris I mean, is too nice to, like, turn me away if I had, like, bad photos. He'd be like, yeah, we'll do Well, it's funny that you say that because I feel like you're one of the, like, 
you're a person in my life who I feel totally comfortable being like, ah, that sucks. <laughs> you don't you like do that, that to a lot me of people too. Are, well, I will do it. <laughs> but like, it'll be a part of the round table. <laughs> <laughs> you suck, Ryan. <laughs> like any time that that we were going back and forth about anything, like a, a point of contention with it, like it was very open and honest sure. and just like candid. To just to seal up the photography goal. I'm just, oh yes, I'm curious about. Um, you said 30,000 raw photos to work yeah. with. Mm. How many did you oh, end up That was with? the number that I kind of determined after we decided that we had to do a Kickstarter kind of at yeah. one point. Uh, well, tens we of thousands. Get, How many are actually in the book? Uh, 356. Wow. Yeah. When I was doing pre-sales, like this book is partially funded by breweries pre-ordering mm-hmm. uh, books at a wholesale rate. And then just give me a check and then me cashing it and then making it back on the retail. Um, some of them were like, well, this guy left and we don't, right, right. We don't want that photo of him in there. Right. And I'm just like, oh, no. fuck this. Right. I did yeah. not well, want to no. like, well, play this also, game. But I did it a couple times just to get the pre-sales. Because right. sure. there were some of them where it's like, this photo is perfect for what we need. You right. know? Like if we don't do this, then we got to rearrange other things. And He's yeah. dead now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <No>. Um, <laughs> So, you know, at this point, you have the book. It's printed. It's in your hand. Um, you know, what were the plans to market it? Did you have, you know, thoughts and ideas in place? Or yeah. was it just like you did? Uh, I did have some in place. Um, also, I thought the fact that um, this book would just be available at breweries, <laughs> <laughs> that it would sell. Sure. Well, to that point, when people I'm, don't go to breweries to necessarily buy books. Yeah. There was – there was a point in time in the process where I was like, hey, have you looked into the ISBN number? And it was like, no, I, no. <laughs> should probably, it was like, if we want this to be a legitimate book, we probably need an ISBN number. You know, stuff like that that you don't really think about. Right. For the folks at home, what's an ISBN number? I don't know. Uh, the International is. Standard Binary Number. I believe is, is what it works is out Is that here. for UPC or for just for books? That's for, for books. Okay. Books and like libraries. For like cataloging. Oh, okay. And you guys kind of, you know, went through the Kickstarter. But then, <laughs> you know, and, yeah, so and, the yeah. Kickstarter came as um, we were working on this book and the funding of the book was always like, sure, yeah, I'll figure that out. Like, that'll, <laughs> yeah. that'll happen. Yeah. And then I started meeting with uh, banks and people that had a lot of money and saying, Hey, I have this book idea. It's gonna be super cool. Like, <laughs> here, here, here are some photos that I might use, but nothing was laid out. Sure. And it was um, not necessarily the greatest presentation necessarily, but um, some were intriguing. I met a couple other times, but it always ended up with. So this is your first book? Yeah. Why would we give you money for your first book? And I'm like, yeah. well, it's going to be really cool. But <laughs> uh, And they're like, just go do one of those stupid Kickstarter things where people just give you money. And I'm like, no, like yeah. that's going to ruin my brand. Like people are going to think that I have a super cheap uh, begging for money brand. And the idea of just pawning off this idea to try and get as many of my friends and family to donate as possible was not a good idea, uh, but I eventually caved because yeah. <laughs> I wanted to get it out before uh, sure, yeah. Christmas initially, of 2016. Yeah, right. Initially, the thankfully deadline. we didn't because the book became way yeah. better with an extra year of like 
well, massaging, but right. Le- um, leading up to Christmas 2016, there was a lot of push on Matt's side of like, "Hey, let's get this out by Christmas. Let's get it out by Christmas." And in my head, I'm like, "There's no way that this is getting done by Christmas." We could. Have done. I mean, like, we could have done it. <laughs> right. We could have done it, but it wouldn't have been. Well, yeah. As much I mean, of, you don't have the, the quality, right? Well, we didn't know that either. But that Kickstarter was hugely influential on how I eventually did get it funded because I was going to these breweries and telling them, "Yeah, I'm going to do a book." Not that I'm going to do a book and come back to you and ask you for money. Um, mm-hmm. So I felt very nervous about going to breweries and asking them for money. But when I was doing the Kickstarter, a couple of them just started donating, like, large amounts. But um, that's the biggest thing that came out of the Kickstarter. Also, a little bit of the press because then it was like I was putting out my face mm-hmm. forward. Right. Yeah, and, you've been on TV. You went to libraries. Oh, yeah, most man. of that came after my book was actually produced. Okay. Um, and that was just, like... Wisconsin boy does Wisconsin book. No, <laughs> Fox News, wake up. Yeah. yeah. Justin Reisbeck, by the way, is the guy that did, um, what's his name? Kai the Hitchhiker. Like, he did uh, that interview. Oh, the, oh, yeah, yeah. oh smash, yeah. smash, smash, smash. Oh, smash. Oh, really? Yeah. So I was, like, humbled to be in front of him. Yeah, of course. That's awesome. But that also led to some pretty other... Um, you know, unique and, and interesting kind of marketing opportunities with the beer dinners that you've done and the 24-hour yep. sale thing. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I realized uh, a week later when I went back and watched some of those videos, I was very drunk. Yeah. Oh. Well, I mean, oh, that's part God. of the experience. Yeah. But like, what, what's, you know, what's that like to kind of put together that idea and just kind of execute it? And then content for 24 straight hours. So. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So um, pretty much I had learned the brewing industry and created this book about it. Now, all of a sudden, I'm in the publishing industry, and I have to figure out how that works and um, market a book, which I had never done before. So it was a lot of stabbing in the dark and pulling back the knife and realizing, oh, that kind of stuck, and then (laughs) working towards that. Um, And so press was obviously a a major pusher of books because it's a third-party opinion that people kind of trust, and um, you're getting it from someone else, not through me. So it doesn't seem... Uh, fake. And then as far as like my marketing efforts went leading up to the 24 hour thing, I was doing a book tour of the state. Also, I didn't have a lot of money for advertising. So how do I get into like these small towns throughout the state of Wisconsin? Oh, I did a couple library talks and I sold books at them. Maybe I can get in the small town newspapers of all these. So I booked like 30 talks at libraries throughout Wisconsin just to do this PR push leading up to Christmas. You're allowed to sell books at libraries? Yes. Mm. Oh. And actually, now I get paid for you talks have at libraries. To... Oh. oh. Yeah, they have... <laughs> they have... You have to write a book, Ryan. <laughs> show yeah. sell books. I found this at the Goodwill. <laughs> <laughs> to that end, how many press releases did you personally write? Ah, uh, shit ton. Yeah. Yeah. Shit uh, ton, ladies That and translates to... 227. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. How'd you know? <laughs> yeah, I work in the industry. <laughs> of the shit ton 227, maybe like... 27 of them got picked up or something like that. What so was your lead? What was your big headline? Um, Wisconsin, Wisconsin boy. boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, close. Uh, author and Wisconsin native. Oh. Because sexy. I wanted to make it seem like I was a bigger author than what I was. So by putting in Wisconsin native, it's like, oh, and he's from here. Right. Wow. Aren't you also that. in the reserves? You got to add that in too. Yeah. Uh, do you, you got to manipulate the system. I do not put that in. Okay. That, is a, okay. that is, which I respect about the way you've handled that. They're he's separate. Not, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That he's not a manipulator. Yeah. And snake oil Because yeah. you could okay. totally be like, hey, I'm a, in Marine Reserves and like reach a whole other audience. But like that isn't what it's about. So it goes back to like, the, it seems fake 
Uh, and also, I hate when like, okay, this is this might get political. Well, uh, <laughs> I hate when people exploit veterans as like, oh, veterans said that we can do this. Now it's cool. Well, I know a lot of veterans. They're stupid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Shots fired. I was it's not shots fired. Like in any group that you get, right. you're gonna have smart people and stupid people. Right, like right, you right. can't base. Uh, Making <laughs> making a policy decision based on well, veterans think it's cool. It okay. Matt's saying, saying that there, right, there yeah, are yeah, lots yeah, of yeah. different kinds of occupations. Within all of those occupations, there are smart people and dumb people. That way, we don't have to bleep out what Matt just said. <laughs> Along with what Chris was worried about earlier, he said, "Fuck." Hey, listen, fuck is fine. We, there's two words that you can't say on this podcast. They both begin with. Uh, this, might have, this might have to get cut out. All right, so how the 24-hour thing came about. I'm driving around. I have a shit ton of books in the back of my car. How do I get rid of them faster? And I'm just thinking of these different ideas. Christmas is coming up. Like, this idea for the 24-hour thing came back in August, and I'd been kicking it around. And then November came around. I'm like, all right, that would be my last push, but it's going to be kind of tough to coordinate the logistics for... 24 hours of content at a location that I don't even know where it's going to be yet right. and figure out the technical way of doing it, which I never really did. Um, and then uh, to have all these other talks that I'm doing. So I really screwed myself for time leading into <laughs> Christmas. So then the thing came around. I had enough relationships with brewers and uh, different people that are also kind of crazy and they were willing to come in. And then I was like, man, I should get some music here. And so I'm like, Who's like a Wisconsin guy that like Pat McCurdy? Pat McCurdy. Well, did I just? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was on. He was on it. He did a live performance. Uh, Sex and beer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he for sure did that song. But yeah. yeah, eventually I resigned that it would be one person watching the entire time, and that would be my uh, brother's computer that I turned on before I left. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I was gonna do it. I watched. Yeah. Oh, thanks. So not the whole, not the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> no, all twenty-four hours. Yeah. Uh, we also need a, a quick plug in Light and Brewing for letting you do that. They, oh, yeah. Uh, they were awesome. Tommy and James, uh, great, great dudes. They just, like, gave Matt keys to the place. Just lock up when you, you know, leave. Like, well, yeah, just don't know. <laughs> well, they would Which, be yeah, coming no, in for work yeah, when yeah, I was right. leaving. There was, it was like, okay, lock the doors. You know, we're not open. Yeah. Uh, there was a guy... Who, who, as Matt was talking to somebody, there was a guy who came to the door with his wife and was, like, kind of drunk already, had been on, like, a work party kind of... Uh, just just like, needed a nightcap. open? <laughs> no, it's not. You want a you book? Be, yeah, and he, ended, he ended up buying a book. He's like, oh, I saw this at whatever brewery, but it was, like, priced higher, and, like, we we had a conversation with him, we signed it and gave it to him, and he was... Uh, yeah, so from the marketing... Super like, happy about it. Just to that point... Yeah. Um, Feed like, people beer and then sell them the books. So. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no, but much looser with their money after a couple of years. Like this this grassroots thing that I did, I'm going to throw the grassroots out again, yeah. <laughs> um, going to all these libraries, selling to people directly, doing talks, like doing an hour sales presentation essentially, and then selling to people afterwards on the hopes that I might get in their newspaper uh, to reach some people that didn't come to the talk. Um, I had a very uh, personal feel on how people were kind of coming across the book or what their process was because I came across a bunch of people that were like, we love beer. We've seen your beer or your book at um, Oh So Brewing. We've been there like 10 times. I'm like, oh, why didn't you ever buy it? And they're like, oh, we're thinking about buying it for a Christmas gift. And like in my head, I'm like, I've already sold you. Why haven't you bought it by now? Right. Yeah. And then in their head, it's like, well, we're just going to buy it for Christmas, which is when the Christmas buying season happens. Right. So just like realizing how people approach buying books 
has been very influential on how I approach next year. Mm-hmm. So that's what's next. Your new marketing plan for how to. I have a plan. Forty-eight now. hour yeah, Facebook yeah. Live. <laughs> I might do that again. Yeah. Right. Uh, I'm I, not I, going to sleep until yeah. this amount of books is sold. Basically, what I'm doing for 2018 is in January and into February now. I'm scheduling talks for all of 2018 through the end of the year, and I'm going to spread them out a little more so I can do other stuff. In between. between, uh, And I just did a talk in Winona on Monday. The first one outside of the state is like a test. Mm -hmm. And it seemed like it still resonated as a message, even though it was only Wisconsin. So um, it's just figuring out uh, the time for the talks, the time for potentially a new book, and the time for um, building on what I'm already – Yeah. So – Right now, I'm just fighting with, like, how I spend my time. So uh, now's as good a time as any to wrap it up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Jansen and Chris Walker, thank you for giving us the details of your amazing, wonderfully produced, beautiful book. It's not just pictures of beer. It's more than that, There's guys. actually not even one photo of someone drinking a beer in it. Oh. We should also uh, give them an opportunity to plug again. Yeah, let's get some plugs in here. Oh, uh, www.stateofcraft.beer is the website. Also, at State of Craft Beer on Instagram. And Chris. And at it, Ryan. If someone wants to reach you for a weekend project. <laughs> <laughs> First off, I have a strict uh, moratorium on weekend projects. <laughs> but uh, at Chris Walker with no vowels mm-hmm. on Instagram, C-H-R-S-W-L-K-R. And just rewind for all the other plugs that were in the show. Probably 13, I think. I think this is the biggest plug show we've had. Yeah, it's a Plug City. It's Plug yeah. City. <laughs> thanks, guys, for showing up. Oh, thanks, thanks for, for having us. Showing up. <laughs> we made it here. Thanks for making it here uh, on a 40 degree day. Wait, let's see how you guys did. So I almost Chris finished. Kind of caught up. Oh, done. You guys hear that? I was, yep. You still got something in there. What'd yeah. you think? You'd be puking on your way to I'm Taco done. Bell. Thank you very much. Matt, welcome. And Thanks for having me. That pretty much sums up what this is, or I think what you hoped it was going to be, was Wisconsin's ultimate coffee table book. That's huh? the worst description you could ever come up with. <laughs>